Let's go down to the urban homestead, Pasadena by the freeway. Right down there on the urban homestead, Jules and his family are working away. Come on down to the farm in the city, back to the future, back to the plan. Right down there on the urban homestead, loving the life, back into the land. Oh, oh, oh. help the garden grow, singing. Oh, 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 we've got to help the garden grow. Welcome to the Urban Homestead Radio. We are your hosts, Annie, Jordan. Special thanks to our sponsor, Layman's, in Kidron, Ohio. For over 60 years, they have provided practical, non-electrical tools and appliances and home goods. Our family has been a huge fan of theirs since the 1990s and have purchased many quality products for our own homestead. When technology fails, their products will certainly work. So check out their website and online catalog at layman's.com. That's L-E-H-M-A-N-S dot com. We appreciate the support of this podcast. Oh, oh, oh. Help the garden grow. Sing it. Oh, oh, oh. We've got to help, help the garden grow. Oh, oh, oh. Help the garden grow. Sing it. Oh, oh, oh. We've got to help the garden grow. Hi, homesteaders. Uh, today we'd like to welcome Gary T. Roller of Plant Durance. Um, all the way from South Africa. All the way from South Africa. Hello, Gary, and welcome. Hello. Thank yes. you so much. Um, tell us a little about yourself and mm. uh, what you do, and what brings you here. And what brings you here? Hmm. Where, where to start? I've, yes. I've got, 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 we a, got bit, an hour, I've got, I've got so. a bit of a story. Okay, there you go. Okay, so sit down. <laughs> grab, grab some water out there. <laughs> um, I had a fortunate upbringing in South Africa. As you can imagine, South Africa went through the whole apartheid regime. I was very fortunate to be born into a family that went through their own struggles, but by the time I was born, they were quite uh, developed. And they, my dad had his own business, and um, um, he, being a vegan, this is going to be quite ironic, but my dad is a butcher, and uh, he was, I grew up in a meat family. And uh, anyway, that afforded me the chance to go to private schooling in South Africa, and I played all the sports, and I was sporty, and, and went through the whole of, I loved school, uh, school meaning from like till the end of high school. Then I started coming off the rails, going into college, uh, wasn't enjoying it that much, was dating, dating a girl that was, wasn't enjoying that much, <laughs> and, um, but I was always against drugs and alcohol uh, my entire life. Um, and then at 21, um, sorry, not, not against alcohol because I started drinking from an early age, 12, 13. Mm-hmm. And then by 21, that just wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine had cocaine in front of him and I decided to try it because I was like, hey, what's the next step? Mm-hmm. And uh, that was the next step in front of me then. And uh, I, unknowingly at the time, I didn't really understand the power of a chemical. Mm-hmm. Um, sure you can attest to it in growing crops mm-hmm. but I didn't understand the the power of that chemical and how it was going to absolutely take control of my life and from then on it, w- it didn't go daily straight away but it just progressed and progressed and progressed until I was at a point where I was kind of using four times a week I was working for certain companies 
that fitted my lifestyle. So I was working in the liquor industry. So mm -hmm. I had to be out in clubs and bars and promoting this brand and that. And it made my lifestyle very easy and no one was questioning me. And I was just this happy guy on the front enjoying life in inverted commas. Um, meanwhile, you know, like five years into using, I was so depressed. I'm not a depressed guy. Um, my relationships weren't there anymore. So school friends, uh, family, like things just started to splinter. I was starting to lie a lot. And I didn't, and I didn't want to admit it because ego was like, no ways, Gary. You've got no problem. Um, you've, uh, everyone does it. Everyone experiments, you know, mm -hmm. that guy's smoking a joint, that guy's doing a couple of lines, you know, everyone drinks a lot. So mm -hmm. until, like in my head, I'm like, everyone drinks until they black out. Like, and, uh, depression sunk me and uh, this black cloud sunk me, not drugs. Drugs sped, sped it up. Um, I'm always grateful for the drugs and alcohol because I always say it sped up me hitting my knees and hitting my rock bottom to find my life of purpose. Otherwise, I probably would still be sitting here four, five, 30 years down the line, working for corporate, chasing money, not doing what I want. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, that's why I'm grateful for it. So, uh, anyway, so I was one morning, sun was coming up, I hadn't slept, it was a all nighter, and I was just like, wow, what are you doing? It's mm -hmm. like you're either getting in the car right now, driving to your parents. I've got a very close family. Driving to your parents, admitting everything. No one knew what I was mm -hmm. doing. Um, I was also I was dating another girl at the stage for three years. She had no idea. Uh, it was a complete secret, besides from my using buddies. Mm -hmm. Got in the car, still kind of high. I knew I could potentially kill myself or kill someone, but I was like, I was so desperate for life. I was like, if I don't do it now, I'm going to back out and somehow I'm going to die, overdose, whatever the case is. Got in the car, told my family, and the rest is history. Went to rehab, came out of rehab, strangely so. The company I was working for, by this stage, was a tech company. I was a functioning addict. I was getting promotions, and I was at that time I was I was like middle management at this tech company. And then I got out of rehab. They promoted me. The GM had left, and they promoted me to GM. And I was just like, well, that wasn't bad. <laughs> um, but I I think I had realized when I'd come out that this nothing of my life that I was living at that time was for me. Mm. And I pushed it a bit because they, they tell you in recovery, don't sober up, stop substance, don't, don't make any make other changes. big changes. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm not like that. I'm like, I'm going to do everything mm -hmm. I can. So I was like, took me about four months to stop smoking, um, six months to decide I'm going to do a half Ironman. And all of a sudden I was like doing everything mm -hmm. that sponsors were telling me not to do. And I was just like, I've got one life. I'm 26. I'm maybe, hopefully, times I'm a quarter away only through life um, and it took me about it was a year a year I resigned from that company went to another company hoping to run away and find happiness and I realized it wasn't that so I needed to change everything in my life um, I read a book uh, the four-hour work week by Tim Ferriss um, that coupled with like a new conscious awakening that I was feeling sober I was like, I'm done with everything. I, I said to my girlfriend at the time, I'm leaving Johannesburg, which is the big city in South Africa. So I went there for work. It's only, it's nothing there. It's just work, uh, corporate greed. Um, I was like, I'm going back to my family in Cape Town. It's like, you're coming with me. I'm resigning. I, well, I'm resigning tonight. I'm resigning tomorrow morning. She kind of didn't believe me. And 
that I was like kind of like long-term planning. Literally the next morning, I closed the book. The next morning went and resigned. They begged me to stay on. They said, what are you going to do? I was like, who knows? But I'm not staying in corporates. Left, went back home, packed my car. We broke up, packed my car, went home and uh, uh, started studying nutrition. And through studying nutrition, uh, through Marianne Lipsch, uh, Marianne Shearer, sorry, my friend's Marianne Lipshire. Marianne Shearer. Um, she's got a course that's um, credited by T. Colin Campbell, who wrote the China study. And I studied this and coming from a butcher family, I, like veganism wasn't on my, plant-based was not on my. Readers? Re nothing. I mean, I was studying this. I was like, man, it's like pointing me towards that and pushing me towards that. But I'm like scared. So then I went plant-based, didn't tell anyone. <laughs> and then two weeks later, I was like, I was busy training for half Ironman. I felt so good, strong, and everything just started. It was like a big snowball that was rolling and getting bigger. Like I was doing these little baby steps. I was like, first so ring up, then leaving corporates, and then I was just awakening to what life has to offer. Uh, and before I knew it, I was a qualified health coach. And then I was plant-based and I decided to, people were listening to me. People asked me to come talk. I love talking, give yeah. talks. I'm like, what do you do? And then I started to health coach people and I was helping people. Um, and I just decided to start this, this brand, Plant Endurance, like with the effect of like endurance, plants mm -hmm. and endurance. Um, that's kind of weaning into, a, I don't have product, but potentially going to say that for a product brand, it's kind of zoning back on, launching a new website next week it's going to be garytarola.com rather because I'm working with an individuals one on one mm -hmm. not really a brand anymore people mm -hmm. people relate to me because I'm so honest I, mm -hmm. I share like uh, my struggles mm -hmm. as a vulnerability and as a strength mm -hmm. um, and the changing moment in my life was so clear my dad was my dad weighed 320 pounds which is like 150 ki kilograms mm -hmm. uh, he had Diabetes, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, everything. He was on nine, kind of schedule five-ish meds. You know, the mm -hmm. normal concoction mm -hmm. of yeah. a Western society. And um, I don't think, he's a butcher, I don't think he was going to change. I, I just done a study on uh, reversing diabetes through plant-based eating. Mm -hmm. um, I suggested to him, like, hey, maybe we could reverse it. He's had it, he had it for 30 years. Mm -hmm. He's tried everything with the doctors. He's like, maybe we could reverse it. I was living with him at the time. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, he didn't answer me then. And the next, the next day he was <clears throat> cycling behind me on like one of those electric assist bicycles mm -hmm. um, while I was running to, I was running to the next town. I was, I was running a marathon, like for training for, I was in training for Ironman. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's when he decided he's gonna, he's like, if, the, if my son can run on veggies, then mm -hmm. like I can at least try and get, mm -hmm. kind of get healthy. Uh, he, he said he was going to do it for th uh, six weeks. Six weeks, yeah. In three weeks, his diabetes had disappeared completely. Um, within two months, he, I think he was off like six of his nine meds. Mm -hmm. Today, he's off all of, all of his meds. He's lost over 100 pounds now. He's weighing 100 and, just under 110 kilos, which is maybe like 220, 230, 240 pounds. Um, he cycles to work. He doesn't use his car anymore. So not just from a health perspective, from like a, a global health perspective. Mm -hmm. um, he runs three times a week and he's like, he's 60, 68. Mm -hmm. 
So is that your best success story? And he, <laughs> so he, he turned to me and said, cycling to Christmas lunch. Okay. I said, Dad, why did you carry on? You're a butcher. Your diet doesn't match up to what you're doing. Uh, What's going on? He turned to me, he said, son, I'm going to use like, thank you for giving me a new lease on life. I thought my life was done at wow. 67. I thought it was done and I, I didn't know the power in food and you've, you've given me a new life. Mm. Um, it's great. And what clicked in my mind there, I was like, I have to, my rent to the planet is helping people. Mm. Um, and if I can help one person a year, one person every two years, just by coaching, showing, sharing my experience, helping them with the emotional difficulties around eating and living in society today, that's my purpose. What was the biggest challenges like in South, uh, South Africa or in where you promote like farmers markets or what do you, what's your, what's your biggest challenge? Like uh, besides, I mean, that must've been a big, from a butcher to a vegan, mm. it's gotta be your greatest accomplishment probably. Right? The vegan butcher. Yeah, the <laughs> vegan butcher. <laughs> I, like, I, I like to tease him and say, you could be a movie star. <laughs> um, I would say the hardest challenge I have right now, and it's not just in South Africa, I find it all over, is the, um, the negative, should I say the emotions, or mostly the negative emotions behind life and behind eating. Mm -hmm. um, I feel that one of coming from addiction, I'm glad I suffer from drug addiction. Um, I'm, a, I'm in a relationship now with Claire. She's a, a vegan chef and she's, she suffers from, uh, she's in recovery from an eating disorder. I believe most of the world suffers from some form of eating disorder mm -hmm. because for so long we had this marketing boom, right? It's still happening. Billboards on every, mm -hmm. every road, mm -hmm. uh, magazine covers of what we should look like. Mm -hmm. um, well, what we should look like mm. in inverted commas, like these eight packs. I mean, that is not natural. Yeah. Uh, that's starving your body, over-exercising, not being compassionate to yourself. So the hardest thing for me is breaking that cycle, that mental cycle for people. Because whether it's the way they've been brought up or TV they've watched, everyone believes they're making their own decisions. But I don't believe mm -hmm. that. I believe it's coming from... Uh, powerful ads mm -hmm. that big companies have spent billions on that have convinced you that this is the life you should lead. So the decisions you're making, they've convinced you that the decisions you're making are your own. But in actual fact, it's not. And um, it's, it's scary. It's scary to see what people are eating. Mm -hmm. And if you can't get your eating right, um, you, you, it's very hard to tap into your emotions. Mm -hmm. and the diet is base that's been promoted I think there's McDonald's or whatever all over the world. I think yeah, now. Nepal, I think yeah, in now start, yeah. Nepal, I think, I think China, no, last, Nepal might not have. I, uh, I think there's McDonald's on every planet, continent, continent right? at least. Yeah. And they're promoting a Western fast food diet. Yeah. And then the Europeans had a slow food. Mm -hmm. They revolted against some of that yeah. stuff. A lot of it has to do, and like I said, food, because humans, besides what? Drinking water and things, we eat. And, and so f it's food for us is comfort and, com mm. and, and now convenience. And so, but that so we eat be because of comfort, but doesn't mean what our grandparents ate in terms of their comfort food is a completely different 
than now our comfort food because it's now genetically modified or it could have chemicals and fat. Mm. So a hundred years ago, our grandfather, you know, my great grandmother, grandmother would eat, have eaten something in terms of their comfort. But, and you say, well, I'm just doing what this is, this has been, this is how we ate for generations. Yeah. But the food, it might be the same food, but it's not because it is hybrid or pesticide. So I don't think cultural, that meant, yeah. I mean, they say soy. Yeah. I think that was, that's uh, an Asian yeah. mm -hmm. thing. And now it's not, well, it's not processed yeah. and the right I think way. The anymore. first soy was made in the plastic for yeah. Model T or yeah, something. So, I think so there was some story going down yeah. that they made plastic out of soy. And soy is not the same that it was. Uh, and now. it's not eaten and then the same way. People that could eat, things like the Eskimos can eat a certain diet because mm -hmm. they're into certain things. Mm -hmm. Then you have the, uh, what do you call it? The, 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 the hotter, hotter climate to eat Western more. American food mm -hmm. um, doesn't work. Mm -hmm. On the dad's side, they come from Belgium. It's cold. They have weather. They, they move. They mm -hmm. ate a lot of sugar to refuel the mm. uh, yeah, furnace. Yeah. Yeah. Then they moved to Florida. Wine, yeah. Florida is mm. a different Hot, climate. Humid, about that diabetes. Different climate. Mm. They developed they all, they diabetes. They all had health issues. Mm -hmm. um, they all had cavities. All had because of the refined sugar. They were eating mm. the same thing, but it was in a different climate. Yeah. So. So. Uh, I mean, what do you? Sugar not the same. I know. So I mean, what, how, what? What's the some of the challenges that you know when you coach people? What yeah. is like a lot of their. What's the food hardest addiction. thing? I mean, it's like we food all addiction is a yeah. Food addiction. It's it's so 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 my biggest thing is people nowadays eat for taste, convenience, and culture, like mm -hmm. you mentioned, mm -hmm. right? Taste. Uh, people are not are not educating themselves, not willing to educate themselves. Adverts on educating uh, uh, the public on uh, uh, proper nutrients, not mm -hmm. not uh, not diet fads that sell books, like proper nutrients and whole foods and uh, things like heirloom seeds and and heirloom products and and products that are are grown completely away from pesticides, herbicides, DDT, etc. Um, there is so much happening in our bodies that not just that we have done to our own bodies. This is what we've inherited. They have not proved that DDT, the pesticide. I know it's it's banned now, but you inherited when you're born. Mm -hmm. If your parents were. Uh, uh, so skeptical to it, they, you are going to be born mm -hmm. with it. So there's a detoxing behind that as well. Now I, I want to get into it. So taste, convenience, and culture. Um, we either eat for our taste buds, mm -hmm. uh, convenience in a world where we're so busy and everything's so expensive, and we have to work 12 hours a day. Mm -hmm. We don't have time to cook, and that's a very sad conundrum because it's like this ugly cycle uh, everyone's in because. Uh, Cars are expensive, rent is expensive. It's hard to get off the grid like you are. Um, so when you order for convenience, food's old, it's not freshly prepared. And most of the times they're using things like canola oil, which I don't know why in today's world, people are saying it's healthy. Canola oil is one of your biggest carcinogens. It's, it's so, it is wrecking the body and it's got this like healthy image for some reason. You'll find it in many products. High, high, um, uh, high fructose corn syrup, the worst thing ever. <laughs> Literally, in America, I can't believe it. It's in every product. It's in everything. everything. I, like, we struggle to buy anything in a mm -hmm. supermarket now. Sugar is better. Sugar, pure yeah. sugar. It's better than high fructose corn. And that's saying a lot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, sugar's yeah. bad. Sugar's bad, yeah, but, but it's better than anything. Because the farmers are highly subsidized. And then do the diet sodas yeah. and the diet oh. thing. With aspartame. Aspartame, yeah. all that other artificial yeah. sugar, that's even worse. Yeah. There's layers of marketing in America, but it's... Uh, 
with real sugar now. No. That kind of a thing. You've got so many ads. We can play on. It's like, <laughs> no. you've got milk. Yeah. Sure. No, but it's so like, you know, oh. soda with real sugar. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's healthier. Yeah, it's it mad. is. But <laughs> It's like, it's, it's so mad. And, and then the third one's culture. So you've got uh, a lot of people say so you're from Belgium, you've got mm-hmm. Italians, you've got uh, Irish, you've got all these people saying, you know, this is how I grew up, you know, I'm, I'm Italian, so I need to eat this pasta. But like you said, the food that we have today is so far removed, or the food that you can easily uh, buy in the stores mm-hmm. or be mm-hmm. accessible to is so far removed from a hundred years ago mm-hmm. when it, people were grinding the wheat, their own their own weeds and making their own pasta. It came from probably the village, yeah. you know, if you're not grown in the village, came from the village nearby. Yeah. And, and he said, well, wheat, exactly. I've always eaten wheat. Or yeah. always yeah. Eaten that We've always eaten bread. Wheat has changed, yeah. the sugar has changed. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, well, grandpa, our grandpa hmm. was anti-veggie. He hated hmm. veggies. He ate potatoes. Meat, meat, potato, meat, 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 meat. And he yeah. drank, um, he would have a little drink at nine and all that and lived to 89, yeah. 80, 83. Yeah. Perfect health. Perfect but he health. had a good, he had the true had food at the start. Yeah. His kids, my you know, aunts and uncles, not tried to eat the same thing. Yeah. Nope, not healthy. Yeah. Yeah. He grew up on real sugar, real Cow's potatoes, milk. real and milk. fishing in the bay. And yeah. fishing in the bay. Yeah. And then they, they pass it on to the thing. Unfortunately, some of the food has changed. Yeah. And yeah so you also have food addiction. Yeah. Sugar is, I think, one of the... I think it's even more addictive than. Uh, yeah, so 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 sugar from uh, oh, so from a chemical from, <laughs> from a chemical sugar sugar cheese and cocaine are uh-huh. all in the same strand. Yeah. It affects the same part of the brain, mm-hmm. um, the same it affects you the same amount, mm-hmm. everything. So for me, I stay away from sugar religiously. Um, uh, cheese, obviously, uh, being a vegan, uh, mm-hmm. but going going to convenience. Not only are people so back in your grandfather's day, mm-hmm. he'd maybe eat meat. He'd maybe eat fish when he caught it mm-hmm. once a week when mm-hmm. he had time because he was mm-hmm. doing other things. Now, yeah. you literally, people have eggs and bacon in the morning, they have chicken at lunch, and yeah. they have steak a T-bone yeah. steak at night. Mm-hmm. And, and it's also so processed and uh, so filled with GMOs, etc., etc., etc. Even if it's, uh, what are these... Uh, uh, these sayings they say like grass-fed beef yes. to make it sound <laughs> so nice. Like, do you, uh, yeah, euphemisms? Like, do you honestly think that 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 grass-fed beef or the this organic meat is being fed the organic veggies <laughs> and like you know like non-gemous uh, corn? It's it's impossible in today's world. Just just the hey, amount of humans. And, so this is what I what I strive all clients to do. I first I sit down with clients as I've got. I've moved beyond health coaching now because everyone I dealt with health, it goes down to emotions. That's that's the source of any problem, your emotions and, and the source, your your soil to your plants, right? Mm-hmm. Got to get the soil right. Um, I always sit down with people. The first thing I say to them, I'm like, let's go through your character defects. This probably comes from recovery and my 12-step workings. Let's go through your character defects. Where are your emotions right now? If I remove that yogurt, like where are your emotions? Let's Let's figure out, like how come? Like, oh, maybe I lost my parents and that was a meal that my mom used to give me and there's a strong emotional connection, right? We deal with that. We don't deal with the product because we deal with that. The The sugar-laden yogurts will disappear, you know? Um, Always go back to the soil of the emotion. Um, And then once that has passed, and that can take a bit of a while because a lot of people and your character defects change daily. (laughs) <laughs> you know True. like uh, this year you could have just like the weather the weather could be really good this year it could be bad next year so it's it's different you're dealing with different problems all the time 
once you get people understanding how to deal with their emotions, it, they start making a habit of it. So they start doing their own checklist at night. Then I start going into educating about the food. I don't want to tell people. There's too many diets out there. I, don't, uh, I call it a lifestyle. I don't, I don't want to tell people, this is what you got to eat. Too many people are counting calories. Too many people are, are weighing themselves. Too many people are like wanting to know exactly what they eat. What I want is to people to be able to go into a store, be empowered enough to pick up the product, whatever they're going to buy for convenience, turn it around, read the ingredient list. If that ingredient list is more than four items, yeah. it's already a warning bell, right? Yeah. So if, if it's over four That's items, warning bell. Like <laughs> or can't pronounce it. A whole, whole food is one ingredient. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Buy the potato, yeah. buy the almonds, get the water, make almond milk, yeah. put it with the potatoes and make a potato bag. Yeah. Done. But if you go to a store and think that you're going to buy, even buying, I stress this with vegans as well. Vegan is not healthy. Plant-based is healthy. Whole foods. Turn the thing over. If you can't read one step, if you can't read the ingredients or you don't know what it is, don't buy it. You don't know what it is. Um, the same way if it's more, more than four ingredients. Preservatives, uh, sugar, uh, high corn fructose syrup, um, canola oil, uh, high salt. These are all meant to keep the taste buds going. Yeah, salt is everything too. MSG, mm-hmm. MSG. Was, MSG. Was they renamed it? Oh, they have it under natural flavoring. Natural, yeah. flavor. natural flavoring. I'm so glad you just said this. Because <laughs> no one knows that. No, yeah. it's natural flavoring. Because my MSG it natural got flavor. a bad. That sounds yeah. good. Natural flavoring. It's natural. Blew the whistle on MSG. So but they needed over. to sell it, so, so they'd not call it natural. Ah, oh, you make me so happy. No one knows that. <laughs> we, were, we were discussing this with someone else the other day. Um, I learned it through. Do you know the medical medium? Mm-hmm. Yes, I learned it through him. And I was like, what? In every product? Because I would go for the natural flavor, mm-hmm. not flavoring. Yeah. So you know, that's also one of the things I t- uh, tell people. And once they're educated on how to pick their products, first of all, I try and get them out of that, that, that the canned aisle mm-hmm. and just go to the produce aisle. Mm-hmm. I was like, just go to that corner. If you don't have a farmer's market around you, go to that, that thing. And organic, please, as much as you can. Then that always spurs into price. But it's so expensive to do this. So yeah, then you've got to start education here time and thing and I'm like what is your purpose in living right yes you, your job is 10 hours a day what is the purpose that what are you striving for what is, what is your purpose in life um, no I need to feed the kids I, I need to you know I need money for this trip and I, I need money for this and that and this and that you know and I'm like you need money for the car I was like okay so, so think about it this way and I try and like reorient them and say you're going to work to pay for the car that you need to drive to work to pay for, for the the, f- the gas <laughs> you need for the, and the clothes to, you to need pay to the rent the street times the month to live next to work mm-hmm. you know to to yeah. go buy groceries for your kids to feed them when you've got a gar- garden just full of grass yes. mm-hmm. and like does that make sense mm-hmm. and i leave the question to them yeah, to you have answer. to change your perspective on a lot of things um, it's very hard. I yeah. haven't I haven't decided the easiest job in the world because it a lot of it rubs up on me and I I I can I have burnouts and I have like because I take on a lot of other people's emotions and, and I'm dealing with I deal with my own struggles and I, I deal with my own addictions. So every day I'm like I'm having a hard day, I'm you know, I miss or crave just booking out and you know, just releasing emotions and I don't really have a, a an emotional release anymore. So, 
I'm not the perfect guy in front of you, but I'm, I'm, I feel it's my purpose in the world to generate a conversation so you, you can be empowered to take the decision making away from industry and corporates and take it back to you. One size doesn't fit all, what will work for you, work doesn't work for Exactly. I'm, 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 and, and I say you to people, I'm people super to clean. Like you said earlier to me, um, you've got the urban homestead. Sometimes you go out and order a pizza, right? Because of whatever's going through your day. And that's okay. You do it with compassion in your heart, you know? Um, sometimes I also love and have a bit of sugar because of convenience or something. I really do. I, I eat clean. It's taken me now four years of adjusting my way of eating and all that. Um, don't, I wish people don't go cold turkey on yourselves. If, if you want to get healthy, um, it's all relative to where you are. If you're having eggs, bacon, topped with cheese, and your biscuits on that plate, maybe just take one of those items off the plate for a week, for two weeks. Your taste buds change, you know? Like, use less salt or something. Yeah, yeah. Just encouraging people to think. That's, well, that's, yeah. that's what, you know, same as with us. Mm. It's people, well, I can't think, I can't do all what you're doing. Just, no, just yeah. think. I know what, yeah. why, one just thing think about where your food comes from. Is we're all asking you to do. One thing when we, tell, when we talk in our classes, we're, we're as humans we consume mm. we're just consuming we yeah. consume. have to but it's all about being a conscious consumer mm. being aware of conscious of we're consumers but we just conscious i mean you know more conscious. Yeah. you can eat something that you're just like yeah I, you know at least i know that you know you know it's bad <laughs> you know when we were when in 89 about 89 90 there's a lot of change uh, parents get divorced uh, dad was doing the yard changing all the grass we also became vegetarian mm. and back then the choices that you had for Limited. vegetarian was very slim. <laughs> I mean, you had soy in a, yeah. you know, with in the a little saw, a white sauce yeah. in a package. And yeah. I think now you can eat jackfruit tacos. You oh, can yeah, do, so yeah. you could it's do easier. meat substitutes. There's no more, I say no more excuse. Yeah. Because there's so much I mean, we now. would go to restaurants and it's like, well, All we have is to eat salad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Greek salad. Be the better option. So we came vegetarian. It was like, okay. And it was, uh, everybody was doing Thanksgiving. So the family sort of like, we can't now can't have Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving with, with you family, because you alone meat. And it's, not exactly. I disagree. We can eat everything, okay. but, can eat everything but the turkey. No. I was six when Dad took the family vegetarian, and for the longest time, somebody, you know, oh, they take, taste this. Doesn't it taste like chicken? I'm like, I have no idea. I, I, guess, no idea. I guess that's what chicken tastes like. <laughs> People get fuzzled, hey, because they're like, all of a sudden, if, if you're not eating a meat product, they're like, what are you going to eat? Yeah. They don't realize, like, on that table, there's like, there's a turkey, then there's the butternut squash, there's the salad, the green beans, the mash. Potatoes, yeah. 90% of it is plant-based. Yeah, You're just like, filling you your plates 90% with that turkey. Yeah. I know. So I remember the story. We, we turned vegetarian while we were out here, and we had to go back home to visit our grandparents. And they were apprehensive. You could tell they were a little anxious. And I, my grandma admitted to us after. She said, you know, when we thought you were, She came up to us. She said, oh, my God, you guys are so healthy. And she couldn't get over it. She kept touching us and, like, looking at She said, because she thought that we would look like Gandhi or something. <laughs> She thought I said, we, but he was fasting. We, but no, she literally thought we would just gaunt. 
And then my grandfather was like, I'm not having them in my house. Oh, yeah. He said, I'm, I'm not going to eat with I'm them. I'm not going to eat with them because they'd be sitting there going. <laughs> <laughs> but we ended up eating at the same table. And he looked at it. He's like, what you eating? I'm like, oh, we're having a burger. Well. He's like, oh, what's it's kind of decent. He would say because it was Dutch, Flemish for like crap. He goes, what's that? But he yeah, was, I mean, I remember so my grandmother would, just sitting there. Yeah, so he ate with us, and he was like, hey, you look, I'm curious. And he's like, like they're, and he's like, they're enjoying the food. I'm like, yes, Grandpa, we're enjoying the food. Yeah, so like vegetarian for <laughs> six, and it was just like, yeah. So. It, was, uh, it was definitely out. Like yeah, said, no easy. excuses. No. And unfortunately, sometimes, you know, fads or diets, mm-hmm. like gluten-free. There's people that are gluten-free intolerant, but mm-hmm. wheat has changed. Mm-hmm. Um, the same thing, but then... If you look at the ingredients on some of the gluten-free foods, potato starch, I agree. stuff yeah. like that, packed with mm. more than just pure food. Yeah, mm. And unfortunately, so, they put yeah. gluten-free on water bottles now. Mm. It says gluten-free water, just in case. You didn't know that. Doesn't have gluten, a, you know. It's a marketing, marketing, mm. advertising. It's it's unfair. unfair. The, the, it's the, 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 that's where I'm at. And it's, it's so very difficult to get out of the cycle of consumerism um i sometimes feel very trapped and uh, like i i don't want to pay 40 dollars to rent a car but it was the only way i was going to experience yosemite right Mm -hmm. i don't want to go shop at um say trader joe's forever shop i'd love to come to a, a farmer's market all the time but sometimes like the life we lead on and trying to push a message to as many people as possible like puts me in the corner as well and, and i've got to do things like that and i've got to do some sacrifice and but i do it compassionately and i understand where everything comes from and like i said back to the soil of life um we've grown up in society everywhere any country in the world um I'm talking western society predominantly um where independence is the strength, mm-hmm. vulnerability is a weakness. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, like I was saying in, uh, when we were chatting earlier, guys aren't allowed to cry, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, luckily, that's, it's starting to change a bit, you know. Uh, we're coming out of the era where uh, females uh, weren't as it. empowered or weren't allowed to express as much. Uh, thank God Emotional the female. racial segregation <laughs> has ended. Although there is racism around, mm-hmm. but the, the, um, I'm guessing the law supports it more now. The law um, And it's about letting go of that independence and coexisting with people. Like, start tearing uh, your, your walls down, whereas the physical walls are the walls. Like, don't just get into an elevator and not talk to the neighbor, man. You might oh, be scared. Get lost in your phone. You okay. sit, yeah. yeah, the phones are a nightmare. What's you, on the phone? you have a technology addiction. You talk about addiction of... No, they, they literally technology. They said it changes yeah. your brain. It, 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 it changes it's hilarious to me to go to a concert yeah. and everybody's just videotaping it. I mean, I'm like one of the few people that <laughs> just sit there. I'm one of the few people that just sit there. I'll take a, a photo too, just to say I'll yeah. remember, and then it's just like. I'm there, and everybody else is just like. Oh, yeah. and I literally like. I was like, you know, I could do this on YouTube. So good. <laughs> I could do, but see, I could do that on YouTube. It was, it was, Why am I there? No, but it was funny because, like I said, it's um, our the food, the foods things before they eat. It's like, could you just eat already? Oh, it's hilarious. They're when when, when, when people food, are just you know? sitting there, like you've this. seen them in the restaurants, are no. just like, I was. Just like, no. And you ever go to a place where the phones don't work, and you're at this event, and the phones and, don't work, and it's, people are, it's amazing. People because the people shakes. actually just know. They almost look like they're addicts. Well, there's a place where. They, yeah. they shut down the phones at this place and it's, it's like people anxious. it's high hi oh well 
And you it's know? like, wow. Like, how and do it's I, like how eye contact. Conversation? Yeah, eye contact. And, say? you know, you're walking along and everybody's just saying hi. And it's like constant talking mm. because the phones don't well, work. I'm sure place. you grew up before cell phones and technology. We definitely grew up before things. I know, would, saw before they became one of, yeah, we, didn't did, like yeah. fly, we didn't like flying, so dad would do Amtrak, you know, cross yeah. country to go visit the grandparents. And, you know, you're stuck in this train for 40, <laughs> 60 hours. Makes, Guess what? You're going to talk to the guy in front of you. You're going to talk to the guy in back of you, whether the guy drove you nuts and was snoring all night. You're going to talk to him. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Then the you train fast and forward a couple years. And the last you train trip I took, the train I went trip and not, and talk. not talk oh, you've got to be kidding me. on a plane uh-huh. and not talk to anybody because they're plugged in on their phone. And, oh, yeah. and you're sitting there like, we're on this thing for the next so many yeah. hours they will not even acknowledge well you i mean it's public transportation too. everybody's there and here and it's like i and if i've been on public transportation i'm just sitting there looking at everyone and they're looking at the phones and it's like you can't hi yeah. you know and there's no talking there's it's they want to check you out so then again it gets what well, guess what people do they eat because they, they don't find the, the yeah it's the emotional uh they're finding an emotional release on eating mm-hmm. you know like i i, I grew up in a family, it's got Italian heritage. So when I did so, when I did something well, I would mm-hmm. get a treat, mm-hmm. and that treat would be a sugar laden uh, mm-hmm. treat, you know. Mm-hmm. Or if I was sad, yeah, was like French, cheer up. Yeah, that was my dad. So it's like we can't. I can't expect everyone to break that cycle. Everyone, everyone's in that cycle, or whatever it is. And food like is, said, food equals love. Mm. It's yeah, the it's cultures. Cultures. cultures or grandparents. Yeah. I think food, food especially love. sweets, yeah. chocolate, thing equals love. love. Yeah. And unfortunately. When our grandma gave it to dad, he got he lost he got teeth cavities, that he changed his diet and didn't get diabetes or anything. But food, and but the food changed. The grandma's love was food. The food, the sugar changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she meant well, and she gave it everybody. Yeah, she didn't know. Diet. So, not to interrupt you, um, where you where you're going, but I saw this article where it said about the uh, stomach is the second brain. Yeah. Do you find when you are doing this education with people, you're removing the emotions about food, but do you find sometimes by changing their diet, you've almost done like psychotherapy on them? Sometimes have people really changed, like completely changed, you know, depression, anxiety and things like that? Because they say your stomach is your brain, is your second brain. I I love that question. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Claire and I are big big followers of an Ayurveda lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, Ayurvedic medicine, Oh, Ayurvedic eating uh, or lifestyle is uh, ancient Indian lifestyle and it's the oldest uh, medicine and oldest way to heal your body in the world you know uh, Ayurveda spread on ancient Chinese uh, ancient traditional Chinese medicine as well and the big belief in both sets and this is all Eastern culture is that the most archaic industry in the entire world is the schooling system. Yes. Right? And it's for one reason and yes. one reason only. It's true. <laughs> I know you guys were homeschooled, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's amazing. Like, my kids will not see the inside walls of a school until they radically change. Um, not that I have kids yet, but I'd like it. Um, they teach you the intellect brain. That's all that's been taught. The intellect mm-hmm. brain. There's so much more than the intellect brain. There's the, 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 the gut brain mm-hmm. and there's the heart brain. And you've got your root brain even. So you've got your ch- your chakras, right? And it starts mm-hmm. in the roots and it goes through your guts and it goes through your heart, which is compassion. And it goes through your throat. And it goes all the way to the end part, which is your intellect, which is consciousness. 
Did you get that? Right now at schools, all they're teaching you is how to they add open sounds. up your head and they stuff. No, sorry, <laughs> and I, I know teachers are going to come for me, and I and I'm not worried. And and there's a lot of good teachers out there, and they've got good hearts and all that. How can we expect our students, our tomorrow's leaders, and our kids of today to learn sums and learn Shakespeare and learn that when they don't even understand uh, what's going on in their guts and what's going on in their heart? Because for me, that's the most important thing. If I can't have a connection with someone, the world doesn't really exist. It's like it's a very lonely world. So yes, to answer your question, when someone changes their eating, it, what happens is they start cleaning out and they start detoxing. And when you start detoxing, a lot of toxins, are, all toxins are stored in fat. Uh, fat's a bioaccumulator toxin. That's why also when you eat animal fat, etc., you're getting way more toxins on the herbicides and veggies. Mm -hmm. uh, but not to go off on a tangent. What happens when you detox, you go, you're detoxing the food, but you're also detoxing the emotions and you're getting to the bottom of the reason you're eating that Twinkie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the reason you, uh, every Friday night, you are getting the uh, double cheese crusted pepperoni pizza. You get into the reasons why you've got habits of every day of the week and you can't break those habits and why you are slightly more down on a Tuesday and uh, more hungry on a Thursday. You detox through that. So w when you start cleaning up your diet, it gets worse before it gets better. And people don't understand it. People want instant results. People want uh, that six-week summer body. Uh, people want to, for it to taste great straight away. So, when I'm working with people, I tell, I tell them two things. Life's about to get shit. <laughs> like, uh, if you're not ready for that, don't start. I'm, I'm not your point of call. Mm -hmm. Don't start, yeah. Um, not only is life about to get shit, you're not going to get instant results. And you're not going to look like the men's health cover on Malibu Beach next time. I'm very sorry. It's not going to happen. <laughs> what is going to happen though is you're going, going to probably go through uh, an awakening of sorts. And, and I, I put into place a, a lot of spiritual work as well. A lot of written work for people to do because to get out of the head while this is happening. Because you can touch on a bit of depression and all that when, when, when you're detoxing. And, and so what happens is your, your gut is clearing. So everything is rushing up. So your gut's clearing and your energy pathway, and that's what uh, ancient yoga is all about, you know? You, you, you master movement to tap into breath, to tap into consciousness. So when your body starts moving through the toxins and your body starts clearing up, what happens is that, en that energy flow starts going up and up and starts hitting compassion and your throat chakra. And some people get sore throats, you know? Like, because they've been too quiet and they're not talking about their emotions. That is a spiritual awakening of sorts, right? Um, and it goes, it goes into your consciousness and you eventually land up into, the, into this brain that we call the brain and the mind that there's no like physical subject of it. Um, and you start understanding like, oh my God, I cannot do this anymore. I cannot eat that burger every time for convenience. I need to start growing spinach like the urban homesteads doing at home. I've got this grass patch, what am I doing? 
I need to pick up the phone and call my mom. I haven't spoken to her in three weeks because of something she said that offended me. She, but she was talking the truth, you know. She told me, don't eat that chocolate cake. And I was offended because I wanted to. And, I, and it was a release for me. So yes, like I said, life gets shit for people. But once you get through that, a perfect life isn't a happy life every day, right? But once you get through that, you've got clear eyes. And all of a sudden, you've got a clear stomach. So if you ever eat something thereafter, so if you're on Whole Foods and you eat something, go have a pizza. You're going to feel it the next day and you're going to be aware that you shouldn't have that every day, right? Um, you're going to, uh, you might be more sensitive. I, I drown myself out on drugs and alcohol all the time. So it took me a long while. I'm, I'm now a normal human. It's, n- it's not supposed to be normal to be sensitive. I'm very sensitive and I'm very vulnerable. And sometimes I can cry myself to sleep. And I'm dealing with those emotions. I don't want to run away with them. I'm not going to hide them. If someone asks me what's wrong, let me say, fine. How are you? I'm fine. They, they don't want to know. Like, they really don't. Like, <laughs> like People it, don't want to know. Explore the opportunity <laughs> to be tr- truthful to yourself. Yeah, That's what I say. The addic- some of the addiction, technology, food, mm. drugs, things is because they don't want to feel. Mm-hmm. Because if you feel... You have to do something feel, about it. You feel like shit. Mm. Sorry. You're going to feel like crap. Mm. You have a bad day. Mm-hmm. And then... You know, unfortunately, people don't want to feel. Feelings is a is a Western culture. It's they numb, 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 numb the feelings. Feelings are yeah. burden mm-hmm. on others. And that's what's also created a culture of busyness. Mm-hmm. Busyness is a big problem in today's mm-hmm. world. Yeah, we we view it. We're busy. Uh, I'm always busy. I'm busy. I'm falling apart. You know, I'm it's like all right, you're run. I have to do uh-huh. this. I have to go here. Like Why? stop the, the world is not going to stop if you sit still for an hour. <laughs> Yeah. Stop the glorification <laughs> of busyness. I think it isn't there a meditation quote says, "Sit till you can't sit anymore, yeah. and then sit and an hour longer." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, yeah. And Something that, like that. Uh, yeah, no, it's exactly that. Something and like that. I think that the the same person said. I uh, can't remember who it was. Uh, it's the biggest thing I always Ravish, have. My, my Ravish, biggest thing is yeah. meditate every day. Meditate, even yeah, if it's for ten minutes. Yeah. People that say. I don't have time for meditation or no, the people that need to sit for <laughs> half a day. You know? <laughs> but but dad, dad's idea was fun, a fun and his dad's idea of fun was to go to a beach and sit by yourself and enjoy the beach. Enjoy the mountains. Enjoy nature. The, nature. Mm. And enjoy your family and go to nature. Mm. Now, unfortunately, with all the technology and things, we bring in all that stuff to the beach. Mm. We bring in all the technology. One, Years ago, we'd go hiking up to a local, just a short little hike to a waterfall. Guess what? Somebody brings their their boombox and is playing rap music at a waterfall, and you're sitting there. The sound Uh, of water is beautiful. And then you see all these people walking, jogging, exercising. Guess what? They're plugged in. And you're saying, can you just not be plugged in just for... You're in an environment. I understand, okay, you're up at midnight, and you want to get a deadline, and you want to plug out Mm. to keep awake and just distract that. I got it. You're in nature. Why are you plugged in? Why are you listening to the earphones? Why aren't you just... <laughs> so true. Yeah. Well, here's a... Like constant. D- d- that's why... Uh, what's it saying? Disconnect to connect. connect. Mm-hmm. There was a, here's a thought I had driving. And it was just a weird thought. It was just a random thought passed through my head. Everybody has the windows closed. And I was thinking as I was driving down the freeway because I had loud music on and I had my windows down because I don't run my air conditioner because I don't want to yeah. kill my car, right? Because it's old. So I'm down, I have windows down, and I have loud music, and I'm looking around, and I was just like, 
I remember growing up, you'd hear people's music. Mm -hmm. Everybody's now closed. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm really the only one that mm -hmm. people were actually turning to look because this is unusual. Mm -hmm. And it's just even, even bubbles. I mean, like we old school. Around old, <laughs> we're talking about old I just had a random like... thought. I was, I was driving. I was like, when I was growing up, I used to hear a lot of music coming out of cars. Or even people's homes. You'd yeah. hear that person's music. Now you don't because it's now in the earbuds. Well, you'd be able to talk to people through yeah. open windows. Yeah. Yes. Uh -huh. Yeah. Hey, I, you know. I, you won't believe it. The other day, I was in. Uh, because I've been traveling a lot, just like as my lifestyle deems, I haven't been home in a while. And there was a guy that I used to be probably my best mates in high school. And I hadn't seen him in so long. And I was, I was running unplugged through the neighborhood. I was visiting my parents. And I saw him coming and I couldn't believe it. And I stopped and I was like, hey, what's up? And his, his window was up and he was just like, like waved at me. He's like, oh, I'm busy. Sorry, sorry. No, I know. What? You used to be able to like pull up at the, you know, if you watch like these old fifties, <laughs> yeah, you know, like, pull up and look yeah. and talk through the windows. Everybody's just like, yeah, I can't do that. I anymore. just, I was just real. I had that thought mm. last night driving. I said, no windows are open anymore. Yeah. I'm the really only one I was driving around with my yeah. windows open. It's, uh, and it's like, you couldn't even, you know, you know, these whole movie thing, float with the person next yeah. to your car or, mm. you know, something. It's, or, it's, uh, it's not so there anymore. It's, it's. That's the sad reality, but on a positive note, what I'm seeing is in the generation below us, which is, what is it, Millennials? Um, we're millennials are too. on their phones, <laughs> so yeah, we, we're recording on technology. <laughs> And you're um, listening to it. And in your, with your iPhone. On your iPhone, <laughs> on your car. But we're using it for purpose. <laughs> yeah, you've got your earphones in and you're running. <laughs> Don't disconnect just yet. <laughs> um, but what, what's happening is there is a little bit of a conscious awareness coming. There, there's there a, is. there's a, a revolt against the system right now, which I'm seeing with the youngsters. They might be phones. doing it from behind screens, <laughs> mm -hmm. but there are shopping more at farmers markets yeah they they're going are, for vinyls now yeah like vinyls? They're, go, they're going for vinyls. and flip phones they, 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 they phones back to like, yeah like i'm there was this talking about technology there's this youtuber that she's 20 and the the, the profound stuff she's saying so like for me now i'm 30 right mm -hmm. i'm i hope that i have some influence on a on a on a 13 12 year old mm -hmm. but i a 20 year old's gonna have a lot more influence on them mm -hmm. and the content she's putting out um uh, her name is Plantiful Soul. Um, the content she's putting out is, is so profound, and it's like I, I could connect straight away. And it's all about like being compassionate and exploring love and disconnecting, etc. Um, and she's using technology to the right medium. Um, but in that age group, so 20 to 23, I'm seeing a lot of people progress and ask more questions, and not just say take Walmart for granted and take the government for granted and people are standing up and they're organizing marches mm -hmm. and I'm sure you see it in, in, in your industry as well. Mm -hmm. um, in South Africa it's just started, you know, we're like 10 years behind America when it comes to that kind of stuff. Um, we've got people standing up for the hemp movement, like how dare the government ban hemp for instance, because it's, it's hemp's not just a joint, it's, yeah. it's textiles, it's, it's homes, it's, it's sustainability, it's, you it's know, it's, it's, it's everything, it's, it's food. Um, it's all another tangent on hemp. People are standing up, and and that and that's that's the positivity in today's world. I think um, we all have. A, the, unfortunately, we all have. A, we all have choices to make. Um, there's. I read an article about teens or twenty year olds not going on Facebook. Yeah. You know, like choosing not to go on Facebook, and their classmates were horrified as well. You know, the how many friends they were to count they would only go out with people that had a certain amount of friends on Facebook mm -hmm. like this was their and it turned some people off like 
social social media social websites aren't so social mm -hmm. that's uh, yeah so. a lot alone there's depression that's involved, mm -hmm. and people see quote reality somebody mm -hmm. else's reality and they compare their life with somebody yeah. else mm -hmm. all instagram or yeah. something they compare so. unfortunately not everybody lives like that yeah. or is that's not the whole story because what's happening behind yeah. it so i went back to food is it's and i think like you said food not only is your individual but it's also calls to a more community aspect um and so what we do here at the homestead is we try to have potlucks or bring in people mm -hmm. because well, it's you too. can eat and you can be isolated but it's about eating with people at a com communal table mm -hmm. and you're forced to interact yeah. You know, and you're forced to ask questions and you're forced to maybe sit across from somebody who doesn't have your political view, uh, you know, same political view or uh, same religious belief. Mm -hmm. But when you're at a communal table in, a, in, in our backyard, all that goes away and you just talk yeah. with what's in common and, about and what we food. all have in common. Yeah, good food. Because we had, we, for four years before, uh, that, that every Sunday we'd have a, um, we'd have a hoot nanny, which is a farm dinner basically with music. And people would, it was a sort of a promotion of the farm, promotion yeah. of, and we could use some of our surplus to sell to people. And then people would ask, and Lacey would make the food, and she said, well, the food was so good. What's in your peach cobbler? Peaches. Peaches. <laughs> and then they would but come back six, then they'd come back six months later peaches. in December. Where's the peach cobbler? It's not, it's out of season. Oh, uh, we don't have peaches. They were devastated. What? No peach cobbler. Calm no. down. It's out of season. You know. And we have apples now. We have yeah. apples. So apple cobbler, apple <laughs> yeah. is. And it was, and what Touch on this was saying was, you would have people that would never talk to each other. Different, like they, different like upbringing. Rabidly different, against yeah. each other on Facebook. The they would, yeah, right. they would never, like, in Facebook, they would be disfriended, <laughs> blocked. Yeah, no. But they're sitting at the table over good food, and they would, did not want to leave at midnight. And, it was and funny, you're sitting there like, that person and yeah that you person. sit there if they were sit friends on, on facebook they would not i would sit like on the back porch and i knew these people because they were like friends and i'm like that person would really hate that person if they actually talked you know about the things they disagree about and here you they know? were and sitting in our backyard like, they were just different religions so, different they find commonalities yeah. between each other when exactly. you're on a table like this mm -hmm. and it's good food or good yeah. food and stuff like that and it was totally you're sitting there like wow and people were like it was magical people want to come back every week uh, not only for the food but for the fellowship for the music and it was, uh, it was and then when you when you do get real food mm -hmm. as you know just yeah. that's one of the things that when you get to the children and Anis and I do a lot mm -hmm. of the the children classes and you just like hand them something that was picked mm -hmm. it just the real the fact that the bean came from the plant and they mm -hmm. ate it um, there was a child you want to tell about the salad one no you can it was a oh, we had a farm to table class and we had, you know, we kind of tell people to bring stuff at the end of it. And so the kids brought food and we put a salad out. And this child ate, like, bowl after bowl of the in salad. His and his mom just sat there. And just she was like, standing. She goes, what did you guys do to this salad? Is what's in the salad? I said, nothing. Greens. She goes, he won't he, eat that. No salad dressing. He, just, no he said, he will not eat at home like that. And she's like, but what did, what you, did do? you do? She said, that was just like a miracle to see him just eat that stuff. And it's I was like, because it was just picked, oh, wow. and it doesn't taste like that. And he's probably just used to like iceberg lettuce or something. Yeah. And he was but just eating like the this mescaline. Just and I was like, was this stunned. little boy just kept going back. And Anise and I was just we're just like, like, first of all, I was like, whoa, and kid, I'm like, you know, does he get fed at home? You know, it's like. <laughs> but you talk about you talk about what 
But it's Skull real food. It's real food. Oh, that's even worse. Yeah. Oh, don't even get me started. And, no, 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 and, then, and then we can even go into the prison the system. system. Yeah. We, we, we feed them, you know, And then we wonder why everybody's angry. And we throw them back out in the street. Oh, and then and we, no, we wonder why, why the kids are hyper and the kids are angry and why our prison system, they're they're everybody's stressed. They're so, so this is my biggest thing with food, right? And this is going to uh, play more towards the veganism arm. So hear me out, everyone that's listening. Doesn't matter if you're not vegan yet. But this is this is my question. When energetics are real, if you believe that plants and animals and mm-hmm. we are all energy beings, right? And we're all energy cells. And I, I, you might think I sound kooky, but mm-hmm. it, it's proven through science. It's proven through Eastern medicine, etc. Right? When we consume something that has been killed, an animal. The stress, you might not know it, and you might not have seen the videos of it, and you might not be aware what happens behind closed doors, but it's happening. So what happens from a chemical point of view is that animal is scared beyond words for three years, two years, whatever it is, five years before it's slaughtered. They definitely know what is happening because they see their brothers and sisters mm-hmm. going through the same pens. Um, some pigs can't even turn around. Chickens have got a little piece of little cage they probably can't turn around and they are so scared that chemical is released into the food so if, if you if you're not in it for the compassion of other beings be in it for the compassion for your own body because what happens is the animal gets slaughtered and, and that chemical stays released. in the meat and it's released in the meat and it gets released in us and I am a big believer in it's a big cause of anxiety in today's world. It's a big cause of um, mental. A crime, a mental disease, why people are angry. Because at the end of the day, we're consuming a product, and I'm emphasizing product because people just think of it as a product, um, off the shelves or out of restaurants that is filled with, with hurt, anger, and death. And we're consuming that. Whether you believe it or not, it's happening to your body. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Especially in America, we're sitting in America where there's some mass shootings and there's crime and all that. Yes, there's other pl- there markers to this and other players. But you are what you eat. You are what you eat. And the crazy thing is you get to vote three times a day with your fork. And that is more profound than voting for your next president because that's, that's probably rigged. Is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're still owned by the same corporations. Yeah. We're still going to eat the same food. No matter who's in power, yeah, they're still the same corporations. The same stuff. His dad says the corporation won't do yeah, it, the, the government won't, won't do it. it. Yeah. No, no, the government can't do it. Corporations won't do it. So, And he voted or he revolted with this with this trial. His thing was his trial, Home Girl Revolution. His motto was it starts at home. We did it through, that did it through food, mm. grow it, eat it, and then we sold it. Well, and then share it. I mean, grow, eat it, and share it. Let's yes. go back to the energy of food. There is something about being prepared with love. Of course. I mean, you know, I was like, whatever, but the people, you can, you can tell when food is just prepared with love. Just the energy, I mean, mm. you know. Go to a restaurant. Guy might hate his job, and he's, he's like, like flipping that uh, toxic yeah. burgers with, you know. I mean, just trace it all back energetically. It's just... You of know. course, I, Claire and I, every single time we sit down to eat, we will sit in silence, we'll take our food in, and we will give thanks. Mm-hmm. And for me at least, I, in my head, I go through the whole process of where it's come from. Mm-hmm. So whether if I'm eating a vegetable, I will, I will give gratitude and give thanks to the farmers, to the drivers taking it to the store if I bought it at mm-hmm. the store or the farmer's market, 
give thanks to everyone, give thanks to the hands that prepared it, whether it was mine or whether it was Claire's, all the way to like Claire's parents for bringing it into the world. That opens my receptors up to the nutrients that's like nothing before. A phone is not going to open your receptors like that. Um, and I get to sit in silence, take it in and really be aware of what I'm eating. I do sometimes eat quickly and Claire hits me at the back of the head. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm a quick eater too. I, I, was I, like, hate, but I have, I have to sometimes. I hate eating quick. But sometimes yeah. It's I, hard I because I said, it's, I mean, the European culture is slow food. Mm-hmm. Four hours and it's a whole meal. Mm. You know? But great. I like, I like but the food and I eat too fast. We, yeah. have, we have some nights like Friday nights or something we'll be talking for hours. You know, like it could go on forever. Yeah, we try to get, we try to do as best we can. We invite people over to share the tables. Oh, amazing. And that's, you know, that's what our passion is about is if we, you know, we're blessed with all this food around us and not, why not share with other people? So we try to make an effort to share with others. So like if we have, you know, because like mm. I said, we're in a co-housing situation, we have as many people over and we eat together as best we can. And then if we have the community events, we have the, invite the community over to eat together. So. It's, a, it's amazing what you're doing, and, mm-hmm. and, and I'm going to reiterate my point that I said earlier. If you can just change one person, because it's a, it's a snowball effect, you can change one person a year, the effect is so big, because that one person attracts, we always say, attraction over promotion. If you can live the life that you believe in, that we believe in, that we, that we know is right, mm-hmm. um, we're going to attract, each one of us will attract at least one person a year. That one person attracts at least one, two people a year and it filters to other people, you know, like I've, I've attracted, I attracted my dad into it, he's attracting his friends into it, uh, I work with a client, uh, as, as a couple, we, so we communicate the same message, um, and Claire and I do these workshops called Partners in Kind, um, where, uh, Claire being a chef prepares all the, like, kind of fine dining foods with only whole foods ingredients no sugars everything and i'll uh, stand up there and talk people through the nutrition aspect the emotional aspect we both do it we're both both coaches and um we interact with each other and and show a love that is uh sometimes deemed that you shouldn't show and (laughs) it's too vulnerable And, and we show that love because that connects people might not connect with food they might connect with that love and people watching and then they start interacting and, and they want to be a part of it and all of a sudden you have people at the beginning of our workshops like this with phones and halfway through the, mm-hmm. the phones are gone they're completely on you they're completely in the moment and that's when I'm like I'm turning to her and I'm smiling I'm like, there we go. and from there it will filter and if it doesn't that's also okay but there'll be one person at um, the point like for me, my ideal situation, I'd love to have a home where I've got a big garden and I'm growing my own veg. But because I'm traveling and yeah, spreading yeah. a message, I can't do that right now. But I definitely will have that one day. Um, and Everybody's you know, doing I, their part in the way they can. So yeah. It's just being aware. It's just opening up your mind, being aware of a lot more. Exactly. Than being compassionate mm-hmm. to whatever's happening. Can't you do the best you can? Mm-hmm. That's what I tell people. Just doing transitions and yeah. doing transitions in life. It's yeah. just be aware. And, the open, aware of the energy. The, 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 they say, they say that the the right move is always the hardest move, <laughs> mm-hmm. and you, you might not like it, but get through it. Yeah. And the sun's still gonna come tomorrow morning, mm-hmm. no matter what happens. And you can start over. Just don't make the same mistake over and over and over again. Because as they say in recovery, if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, getting getting the same results, same. A negative result that's insanity mm-hmm. uh, 
make your mistakes, burn your fingers, hit your knees, get up the next day, get up the next moment and uh, try and find your life of purpose. You might never find it, but the journey is so fulfilling and have a community because at the end of the day, um, community is so important. Yeah, so, I was going to say you had me in closing words, but that was perfect unless you want to add anything. Well, where you can uh, oh, I'll get that. I'll get, no, yeah. I'll get that more of that. But, it, I mean, that was a perfect closing, but you wanted to share anything else? Yeah. Uh, like any last words? Um, I, I don't know if you've got any young listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm a big believer that a lot of people are set in their ways now, especially people my age, people older. They're set in their ways. Um, things might not change drastically at this age group and older. Um, kids are like sponges anything you show kids anything you say to kids they're gonna just soak up right be super conscious of what you say or what you don't say in front of kids don't hide things from kids gone are the days where kids spoke last you know invite children whether it's your children or in the community invite children to see what you're doing uh, understand. Speak about your emotions to children. Um, be conscious of what you're eating. Turn the product around. Read the label. If you can't read it, don't put it on. Uh, body products. If you can't eat it, don't put it on your body. Uh, but most of all, learn to love yourself. Learn to accept who you are. Because if you can't accept who you are, you're not going to accept your neighbor. Um, and be aware. If you're judging other people around you, that could be one of your own personal character defects. And that's okay, it's not a bad thing, but try and get to the soil of the problem. Um, and you don't have to do it alone. You can do it with a girlfriend, wife, husband, father, mother, uh, get vulnerable. Because today, I believe that the biggest superhero strength of this world is vulnerability. We really enjoyed. Um, learned a lot. I mean, I, I knew a lot, but you, some of your takes is, was very, you know, um, powerful to hear. So that, um, that how it is so connected, you know, that food is and how it does really affect our well-being and um, and kind of re- it, it reiterates that. Um, but for our listeners, you know, how can they learn more about you and your it's program? Like, where can they find you? So. I'm uh, unfortunately I know I said about technology. I am very active on on Instagram. Uh, it's it's I understand that's where most of the world is right now. So you can find me at Gary underscore Tarola. Um, you will notice though any post I do has a purpose. I'll never just put a selfie on with doing that. So be very conscious. So so Gary is G A R Y underscore. You're gonna have to press. It. The symbol tab. Sorry to include that. So Gary underscore Tarola, which is T E. R O double mm-hmm. um, and on there all my details on there I've got an online cooking course which teaches you how to prepare food um, not to follow a recipe so it's a, and you'll find that on the website so it's on plantsdurance.com um, it will be changing to garyterola.com but you'll be rerouted and I've got a podcast the Gary Tarola Show where I've interviewed you guys the, the and we interviewed family. you guys um, so you'll find the Urban Homestead podcast on there soon uh, but uh, I, I interview everyone there, change makers in the sustainability compassion health movements um, 
So go check it out. Go mm-hmm. listen. Go subscribe if you want. Um, otherwise, if you're old school and you want to email, mm-hmm. I'm just Gary at tarola.co.za and I love email. Old school email. <laughs> Let's not go snail mail yet. No, no. If you want to write me a letter, I don't have a home base or something. But um, uh, yeah, man, I there's no one between me and you. So uh, there's no middleman. There's no one answering for me. I don't have any manager. So reach out to me. Ask me any questions. I'll be happy to answer. If I don't know the answer, I will tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. No, that's fine. So really, again, pleasure having you. Thank, thank you, you for allowing me the space. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for yeah. coming yeah. up. All right. So, um, yeah, thank you all for tuning in. We'll catch you next time. Pasadena by the freeway. Right down there on the urban homestead. Jules and his family are working away. Come on down to the farm in the city, back to the future, back to the plan. Right down there on the urban homestead, loving the life, back into the land. Oh, oh, help the garden grow, singing. Oh, oh, we've got to help the garden grow. The Urban Homestead theme song was written and recorded by Tom Fair. Thanks, Tom. our show thank you so much for joining us be sure to tune in until next time this is Annie East Jordan keep on growing Remember to follow us on our website, urbanhomestead.org. Also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. We love to hear your feedback. And if you'd like to become a podcast patron, go to urbanhomestead.org forward slash podcast.